Can you hear me, dude? Yeah, bro. Can you hear me? Yeah. Let me turn my computer up. Dude, I like your doggy picture up there. Oh, I know a guy that got that for me. Oh, did we do that one for you? No, dude, no, no. Looks... I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You did this one. Oh, yeah. Hey, we just got one like that of Gigi. Nice. Which, like a lot of this, the pet stuff we had. We didn't have Gigi because uh, she's newer, you know. We had like a little plank made like that of when we got those for y'all of Hickson and Mrs. Kitty and uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, what's up, bro? How you doing today? Nothing, dude. I'm just chilling like a villain. Just got done getting the flooring and butcher block and everything from my um, kitchen. Oh yeah, dude. I saw you talking about that earlier. That's nice. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll send you pictures. Man. Hey, bro, do you remember this? Nice. Got your belt in there too. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you did you make that display case? No, I didn't make it. I bought it. I should have made it though. I like the kombucha, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh I had a little meal prep right before we started uh casting. I thought I'd do a little uh probiotic with it. Oh what'd you uh what'd you have? Uh, grilled chicken, green beans, oh. squash, and uh, just a little bit of rice and a little bit of sweet potato. Nice. Yeah. Dude, I made some freaking, um, I made a copycat recipe of the whole hog baked potato salad yesterday. Dude, you're the first person that ever took me there. I just want to say. That's true. In Conway. Didn't we go to Conway? I believe so. We were like going to some fights, if I'm not mistaken, like Little Rock at the Metroplex, like back when it was like AXC or some shit. Yeah, and we went to uh, the one in Conway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, bro, uh, you know, I, I personally have some good videos lined up for us oh. to watch clips. Yeah. But uh, but I feel like we should, uh, you know, set them up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so, <clears throat> so our part of our part of our um, goal here is to talk about our, our past history, right? And just kind of, kind of get in. Sorry. You're yes. good, bro. Kind of, you know what always gets me? I need to figure out how to turn it off. Uh, I get like emails and shit while I'm like <laughs> zooming. It's like doing, like makes <laughs> makes a notification sound. But so uh, we're we're kind of like that was like our goal is to kind of talk about like the, the the good old days, the good old days, and the things that 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 have just changed our perspective on jiu-jitsu mma martial arts itself all of it yeah and you know so like when i first came into inferno you had already been training a long time like you already had a um yeah because you came in inferno in 2006 mm -hmm. and we opened the tool shed in 2002 yeah so and you guys i want to say had already even hosted fights when i started training had you already had the first fight cards there in clarksville or was um, i don't i don't think we did i don't think we did that till 2007 maybe i'm wrong though we might we might have hosted it i can't remember yeah i could be wrong about that but 
at that time that was uh that was what was kind of really popular was mma honestly like that's we were talking about watching fights and stuff at the at the gym and like, that's that's what everybody was coming in for at that time yeah that was the hot ticket that was what everybody wanted to be everybody had a brand new pair of ufc mma sparring gloves and they uh they wanted to be the next the next uh randy couture yeah but, i mean it's crazy how much that's changed too like that's come up on some other episodes not even like i've just been talking to a lot of martial artists and none of them have to like yeah mma yeah yeah no and that's it's one i i feel like because they because they've oversaturated the market a little bit they really have yeah um and i think that's caused a few people to burn out as far as just watching it, getting excited about Because, dude, do you remember how excited you used to be about a fight card? You'd be waiting six weeks. You'd be like, oh, my God. When is this fight going to happen? And then fight night would happen. It would be this huge, big production event. You know, there was just some excitement to it. And, man, that's they've taken that ability away from us because, like, oh, oh, fight's on Thursday night. Oh, crap, fight's on Friday night. Oh, man, this one card on Saturday. I'd like to see that card. But, hell, it's pay-per-view. So, <clears throat> I know there used to be such a fewer freak, uh, fewer fights. The frequency, just like I mean, they would still have fight nights and fight for the troops and stuff. Oh, for sure. But it was like those were, you know, it, it, those were rare. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about this the other day. You think they were trying to go or or are trying to go to like a wrestling model? On well, the people that bought it are in the entertainment industry. So like a couple of nights a week type of a thing. Like uh, remember in the WCW days where it was like Monday Nitro and Thursday Night Thunder. Uh huh. Like, may, like I kind of had thought like maybe that is a direction that they're trying to go, and we see it. You know, fans are of a long time as a saturation, but maybe it's to be a transition to a different model. Yeah. Well, for that model to work, I feel like they would have to, uh, there would have to be some scripted stuff going on because there's too much, there's too much non-script, like, you know. Have we, seen, have we seen that with Conor McGregor is the question because like, you know how all the wrestling bullshit takes place in a parking garage? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I thought that's the uh, direction things were going. Cause I, you know, that one company had just bought out Zufo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and the next thing you know, Connor's swinging around a steel chair, and I'm like, "What is going on here?" You know? Well, or, or whatever it was he's throwing. When did you start to? Okay, so that's what it is now. But what? When did you start to see the rise? Like when? When did it? Like I know Forrest and Stephen Bonner. Like I know so, that was big, but like what was, else? The to me, the rise for the fans was when they went to rounds and they went to more weight divisions. I feel like, actually, I take that back. In my opinion, I think the person that carried the UFC into the new era was Matt Hughes, as bad as I hate to say it. Yeah. As I hate to say it, there was not a dominant champion that was carrying them through that you know, the era besides Matt Hughes, you know, Mark Coleman was there, you know, he was dominant champion there for just a little bit, you know, but you know, those were die hard, hardcore fans in the Mark Coleman days. 
but I feel like when Matt Hughes came along and really just started just picking people off one after another, after another, and carrying them across the ring and, you know, double leg slamming them into the mat and just pulverizing them. I feel like that was the launching point of a new era of UFC. Who was it that he had in a triangle or how, how did that go down? He had he had the the big yoked up dude with the dreads, um, and he got oh, Carlos knocked out. Newton. Yeah, Carlos, Carlos Newton. Yeah, that's an iconic fight. Yeah, that Classic. is. A, that was a that was a that was a changing of the guard right then too, because you know Carlos Carlos had beat all comers at that point, and then Matt just Matt kind of whipped him, except for that you know that triangle. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, at the end. They were playing it up as Carlos Newton was uh, Matt Hughes is getting revenge because Pat Miletic was Matt Hughes' coach and Carlos Bulldog choked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, that came all back up when Ben Askren. Bulldog yeah. That's choked. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, what a, what, somebody let the, you know, that's a big disappointment. Yeah. Ben Askren, you know, he was supposed to be the next unstoppable machine and he just gets annihilated <laughs> you know I, you know who was supposed to be um bigger than they were that was kind of older is uh mayhem miller oh yeah well yeah, he lost it's kind of a tragic story too yeah he lost his mind i don't know if it's drugs or cte or what if, what the deal was but he lost his mind yeah mental illness maybe man just like straight up like the age that that onset for him and stuff but i could be wrong i, I mean you but know, that guy's struggling yeah well he came from the from the gym of the days where those guys they you know it was you know sparring practice was knockout practice you know it just that's just the way it was back then mm. i can remember even even us you know in the mid 2000s it was you know just beating the brakes off of each other dude I, I tell this story all the time you remember on the front mat of the clarkson inferno when it was just the indoor outdoor carpet yeah right, so one time we were sparring we were all sparring like we're we're, I mean, we, were, we were so poor we couldn't afford a second floor yeah, I yeah. <laughs> well Corey earls and julio and me and caleb and nate I can't remember. There's one or two other people there, but Caleb was sparring with Corey, mm -hmm. right? And just like, whink, just, just like, I believe it was a switch kick, but it was right to the face. And I remember Caleb catching him before he hit the, uh, the mat, like, like Corey uh -oh. kind of like slumped and went away like this. Yeah. And Caleb just happened to catch him right before you hit that concrete floor and yeah. like at the time i didn't think anything about it but man dring was just talking the other day on on the podcast about like and joe rogan's talked about this too about hitting your head after you get knocked out and how that that's what gets you yeah that's the worst yeah those are wild times bro yeah. i just want to i mean those are the wild wild west days of figuring it out caleb hit me we were mma sparring one day and Kay, me and caleb like to tell this story uh, I'm surprised he's not joining us. I figured he would have jumped on, jumped on here, but um, we were sparring on the back floor, kind of in the, um, kind of in the, uh, in the padded wall corner area. 
and we were doing some sparring and he had me down. I don't remember if he took me down or if he doubled, but I was pinned up in the corner and I was in guard and, or in, or in half guard or something. And we were, we were, we were both MMA sparring. We had both MMA gloves on and he had those damn Fairtex little, I mean, those things were like two ounces versus four ounce uh, MMA gloves. And he freaking, he was, he was throwing them. And I turned and he hit me in the side of right here perfectly. And he hit me so hard that my skull flexed. Like I felt my eye socket and everything flex in. And he goes, I mean, even he even felt it with his fist. And dude, he's like, oh, dude, are you okay? I was like, dude, I think my skull flexed. He's like, no, your skull flexed. I felt it. I mean, it was one of those, it took all the fight out of me when it hit me like that right in the eye you know because it was my eye but it was that it was like this part right here on that just where you know where the temple's nice and saw well not as not as thick yeah, right there. that's yeah that, that whole orbital socket flexed it went whoop and, and came back out it didn't break nothing like that of course i had a black eye and everything else but both of us was like holy crap dude that was serious i mean that was the days we just beat each other down I can remember. Do you remember that big football player that was there for a little while, Richard somebody? I can't, big redhead. Richard Huffman, yeah. Yeah, and he just would <laughs> just slam, bounce people off the mat, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was horrible. Because he, because he, he would just fatigue out too. Yeah. And, and like, particularly in sparring, and then it was like he would swing and miss, and you could always get one on when he was missing. But it's everybody's like that. That's like. If, that's one of the first things I learned is to about sparring with like out of control people at that time was to not play that game because no. they were not going to last. That was, I, I remember back then, dude, learning so many funny little lessons like that. Like, I remember me and Nick Lyons were in there one day and we were talking. We're like, dude, if we saw Caleb Plank walking down the street, we'd whip his ass. <laughs> Like I, like he, he, we were like, we just, we just, just throw him down. Like, but in the same time, we were like, oh, dude, Caleb will whip our ass, man. Caleb does does whip our ass. It's because at the time it was just like, it was, it was, um, overcoming those lies that you tell yourself, those uh, sort of stereotypical in myself. You talk yourself out of being great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. You know, Caleb, Caleb retired undefeated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think about that. The only thing that kept, I mean, he needed to though, because I mean, he took some, he, he, he took a couple of concussions that were. That last one. Yeah. Mm. But the, the second to last one, he had one up here in Bentonville. Oh, the last one, that's the last not one good. The last one was horrible. Yeah. He took, a, he took one up here sparring. Sparring? I think it was sparring oh, or man. I remember how to, he, he would have to tell you the story, but it was one of those, um, it was one of those concussions. It was like, whoa, before, before anybody made a big deal out of concussions, like I think he lost a whole day, you know, and it's like, Oh, wait a minute here. We better think about if it. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I was there. I remember him losing a practice after that last fight. Like, yeah. I don't remember if he taught or not, but well, it was like he went on a loop afterwards. After that last fight, there was a couple of times he had mild concussions after that last fight that he would lose time, you know, 
And then he'd be like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, all right, I'm better. You know, it just is one of those things. And we've all been there. Like, I, man, I had, I had a little episode earlier this morning. I think I drank too much caffeine, made me anxious. And I just wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent just sharp. You know what I mean? I was like 95% sharp. Couldn't think of the next move ahead because I think my anxiety was built up a little bit. Uh, Cause it didn't work out this morning and I had ca- caffeine, which is not the best combination for me. Um, usually when uh, I, work out, yeah, that happens to me sometimes too. I'm depleted enough that it, that when I have caffeine, I'm still super sharp and ready to go. But that wasn't the case. Remember when Brendan Schwab was like throwing up and shitting his pants on Joe Rogan's podcast all the time because he's drinking too much coffee? Yeah, he still like, does that. <laughs> uh, man, you know, I will say, and I need to be better about it. I've, I've been, uh, I need to drink a little. Like I got to where I was only drinking one can of that caveman coffee per day. Oh, yeah. And, now I'm drinking a caveman coffee and a cold brew from Midtown. Like, and, but I don't, I don't drink any caffeine past noon. I do all that before noon. I get up at four. So I don't know if that's, it's not good. I don't need to drink that many ounces. Or I don't drink, we don't drink any caffeine probably past nine or 10 AM, but I've been mixing a, mix, a little bit of maca root in my coffee. And so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but now finishing that story with Caleb after he had a couple of mild concussions after that. Um, I mean, super mild after that one fight with that he had with that Jeremy guy from, from Batesville. But, uh, he, uh, cause he was knocked out in that fight, just arm barred him out of instinct. If you remember, I mean, it was yeah. Jeremy hit him and he hit the floor and Jeremy climbed to his guard and Caleb just arm barred the hell out of him. Caleb like hit, he hit like the back of his, back of his head on the cage. Like where the, it was like, it was weird. Yeah. That, but like his, that's happened to me. Like, uh, where the matted wall comes in before, like not that dramatically, but like it full, it folded him up on his mm-hmm. sort of low back. It happens to you sometimes people grab your ankles and. Oh yeah. But it happened to one of my guys, this last, the last fights at the, the Metroplex or whatever, um, John Hazelwood, if you looked at, look back at his fight, he had a triangle in the back of his head where it cut it open because he hit metal on the cage when he got taken down. He don't remember anything of the fight. He just, he just head kicked that dude, the dude went unconscious. like, Oh wow. I won. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, because there was a piece of that. I mean, there was a piece of angle iron that was just exposed and he just hit it. Uh, isn't it crazy that archaic shit like that happens at people? Still fall out of boxing rings yeah in 2020 still happens all the time like joe, joe rogan was talking about that the other day he's like you know isn't it crazy that somebody's like we should just make this a little wider after you get outside the rope we'll just make that five feet wider It'll never happen again like that's wild that, yeah. that nobody's done that it still utilizes space yeah so uh give me one of your uh Oh, also, this is what I was going to talk about. Do you remember how hot the Main Street Inferno was in Clarksville? Lord oh, damn, Mark. bro. Yes. Dude, these kids these days have it great. We walked in that building, and I swear to God, if it was, we had both air conditioners running, and you could not get it to drop below 96 degrees. Couldn't. It was brutal. And if it reached 92, damn, it was wintertime in there. I mean, it was, God, it was hot. We, you remember, we'd put the sprinkler system up on top of the roof just to cool the roof down. 
Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Wow. We leaking in. We didn't care. We was training. <laughs> we didn't care. Yeah, that was that that was a super hot environment. But that was, you know, honestly, I like that's probably why I'd, I've periodically over the years when like the kids will leave would just like turn the air off. Oh yeah. I can't do that as much now because the building's so big yeah. that it doesn't make economic sense. But no, um, get everything hot, it's gonna take you two weeks to cool it down. When we were training for worlds and shit, George would be like, "Dude, it's air conditioning, dude. I'm fine." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I know." So exactly, exactly. No, it was good times. Just how hot that was, crazy actually. So. But, let me just like recap um memory number one here so here i am at work walmart (laughs) oh my god yeah electronics department and i see this jolly mike come strolling down i'm like bro we should get together and play some halo on xbox sometimes at that time that that was the type of shit that i did i guess yeah and Dude, that is actually the like I just been training Inferno for a short time, and that's like really like after that point, dude, we started hanging out like all the time. Yeah, Good yeah, time, that was awesome. Dude. Yeah, and then you beat my ass at NCAA football like a redheaded stepchild multiple yeah. times. I didn't want to play you anymore. Yeah, I would always hit you with that deep pass. You'd hate it. Yeah. And that's dude, that's like, so that's like when we first started hanging out too, I would come over like there are a few times I remember I would come over and you would cook some fire ass dinner, dude. I was there at the conception of many a great dish. Okay. That's true. That's true. Mac and cheese. Oh, dude, the so baked beans, so right? Baked was beans, it? So on and so forth. Yeah. That was the conception of that. Yeah. But, um, we would play like NCAA and then we'd watch the Razorbacks. Yeah. It's at some point we graduated to watching cool shit on the internet together. That's true. I spilled that salsa on your floor. That's true too. You remember that, dude? I remember you looking at me and being like, "Dude, you fucked my floor up." I was like, "I'm so sorry, dude." It took me a hot minute. I'm glad I sold that house. It took me a hot minute to get that out of the carpet. Oh yeah, yeah. But, those- uh, we would watch some some awesome. Um, youtube videos that was like it that would have been like at the the pinnacle of youtube man like youtube came out in like oh six mm-hmm. and we would have been doing this in like oh seven oh eight yeah 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 that's crazy it really is dude um so on those couch surfing days let me see if i let, let me bring up some videos here what do you say all right let's do it let's do it <clears throat> Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. Let me be sure I'm ready to go here. Okay, there we go. So share screen. Okay, this is an old playlist I've made for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. All right, we gotta start with this one, dude. Let me turn this. IFL. Oh gosh, I forgot we watched the IFL. 
Yeah. So, well, dude, the only reason I know about this shit is because of you, bro. Let's see if you remember this icon. Wow, oh, is this the horrible guillotine? Dude, watch this guy's uh, ear touch his own nipple. Uh, <laughs> what? It. How this homeboy oh. die? Remember, we thought he was dead. We were like, this dude's uh -huh. dead. This dude just died in the ring. And they're like, bro, is your neck okay? <laughs> I'll never forget seeing this, man. Like when you were asking me to like think of like some some moments or videos, I just started surfing through like just memories I have of sitting on your couch, you know? And this is There's definitely one. Brutal, just, man. Just, that other angle is what really shows it. This guy's career was not the same after that. There's no way. Mm. Wow. But, Absolutely brutal. Yes, testing. Let's see. Uh, what else we got here? I got a couple of others. Mm. Oh, dude. Okay. So you you turn you're the first person to turn me onto this. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually gonna let Hickson talk in the background here. This changed my life, bro. Yeah, mine too, actually. I mean, this it's really this scene, too. It's I'm really not... seeing him training and for that fight. Yeah. And just his philosophy on life at that time. When did you first hear about Choke? I didn't. I found it one day and when I was up in the Fort Smith uh, – Fort Smith Mall at Suncoast Videos. And wow. just, I used to make a habit of just getting up there and digging, uh, digging through some obscure shit, you know, because that's also where I found the other documentary that changed my life a little bit, which was Punked by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, you should, dude. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah, Punked, man. I remember one day we watched Punked and Choke back to back. No, so good, man. So good. I, I would like, you know, one thing I want to do is get a bunch of like people that have inspired me from sports history. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, Hand-drawn prints and put them all over the gym. But yeah. Arnie, Arnie from like that time period, yeah. definitely. Trailblazer, just doing it all. Man, but yeah, dude, choke. I can't, I can't tell you enough at the time that I saw this still being like a white belt, really committing myself to training, how much it influenced me. The same. And I was, I was such a, I was, I didn't get my blue belt until 2008. So this may have been before my blue belt. I mean, I definitely got the video before that. Oh, let's watch. Let's, dude, this is another thing that blew my mind. Oh yeah. Where he was controlling his breath. Yeah, the kundalini breathing, I believe is what this is called. But see, he's explained this. I've heard him explain this before. He basically pushes all of the air out, and then he moves his diaphragm up and down, mm -hmm. side to side, or one side at a time. So, like, that's up and down. Now you could see he's doing each side, He'll do, but he'll do up and down also. Yeah, just crazy. That is, that is crazy breath you still control. Don't see, yeah, you still don't see people with that type of breath control, man. Wow. It just doesn't happen. The, he was just doing things. Oh, and then, like, uh, I talked with uh, Daniel O'Brien about this the other day. Um, 
them getting in the ice water at Japan mm-hmm. when they were, uh, that's super inspirational as well. Like, it's like, whoa, what are you guys into? Yeah, dude, I've been, I've been really playing with some uh, Wim Hof breathing and get, taking some cold showers and that's pretty, it's pretty, uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, for sure. Let me, okay. Uh, let's, let's soften it up a little bit here. Let's, let's see about this, dude. Do you, do you remember this shit? Oh yeah. <clears throat> that was, remember that was on E-Bombs World. Yeah, dude, you turned me on to this video. Like, I remember watching this in the office at the Inferno, right? Yep. Pachelbel's Canon in D. Yep. Canon in D, where you can find that that pretty much rhythm in nearly every damn song. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's so it's so funny how he goes into all of them. Oh, what's going on here? For any of you guys that haven't. Uh, listen to Pachelbel's Canon and D, this stand-up musical version of it. It's worth it. Still to this day. For sure. You got to check it out. It's years old at this point. Um, I'll see you in hell, Pachelbel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one from back in the... Uh, and it's the, you got to have this version. You remember this one? Hang on. Oh gosh! The turbine from Hell. Till I collapse, the Eminem mashup. If that one didn't fire you up to want to be the greatest kickboxer ever to kickbox, there's not another video out there. You might as well just turn your phone in, turn your computer in, stop watching YouTube altogether. Because if this don't do it for you, nothing will. Dude. These training montages and those the fights here get me so amped up, bro. Oh yeah, and dude, this guy could hit. So I mean, he was the he was well, he's still considered one of the. Yeah, I mean, you told me about him. Mm -hmm. Like I had I had no idea. Like who you told me about him and Badahari like the same time. Him and Badahari, and then do you remember the guy that uh, is Alex Gong that got killed in San Francisco? He's chasing a dude down that stole his car he was another big one he was a fairtex champion but he was training in san francisco and some dude stole his car and he chased him down the street in his tie boxing shorts and the dude shot him through the window oh man yeah that was like in 2004 when alex gone died and then andy hug you know he was another oh one. yeah that's what i was just thinking andy hug was another one right there in that era just the out of like the kidney or something right Hug had some sort of cancer. He had a crate. Yeah, he had leukemia or something. It was super fast. I mean, it, it killed him quick, unfortunately. It was it was terrible. Okay. I got I got only two more videos here to to, to rehash with you. This okay. one right here. You need say no further. Oh yeah, dude. So this is the so there's two it's really two that you turned me on to that I think are um this is supposed to be alliance uh no this is not it um no, that's i'm i meant to add alliance headquarters yeah. hold on right i've actually been in contact with budo jake trying to get him to come on the show oh that's nice yeah so um that's the one right there 
this one right here will change your perspective on being a black belt. I don't care who you are. Oh, dude. It, well, so like what I was thinking is like this, this rehashing stuff. It's like, okay, man, what, what, if, what is influential to me that Mike showed me or that I, I learned or got turned on to from the Inferno days? And dude, you told me about this channel, about this show, about Budo Jake. Mm -hmm. I met, I've met Budo Jake a couple of times. I've never talked to him. I've seen him around when we're in California a couple you know, of times. No, him and Jack are friends. Yeah. 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 Jack was like, um, oh, dude, Daniel O'Brien has hit that arm bar in a tournament before. But Jack, uh, Jack was like, bro, let me know if you want me to ask him to be on your show. I was like, bro, I'll just hit him up myself. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah i'm I'm hoping that he said he said he's gonna start doing some interviews again here soon but he i, I don't know if he's working on he says he said he is working on some other projects oh really he's kind of been not obscure but he hasn't been i haven't seen him he, doing much no he's been very obscure I've, i would say for the last couple of years i don't know why they went away from the rolled up i don't you know i imagine traveling and doing what he's done that costs some money i mean it's not cheap mm -hmm. yeah it uh there's the man right there oh yeah babs did listen that is like listening to babs talk on this and oh. and fabio too yeah Fa you know fabio's fine he's uh I, I mean he's he's an amazing coach and everything like that but just to listen to babs right I uh, think the, yeah right. this that guy <laughs> That guy that's showing that amount of guillotine stuff is that's a really good sequence. Yeah, that is a very good sequence. And look at him. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, handsome. Speaks like three different languages. The first uh he was the first African born black belt in jujitsu. Wow. Yeah. He does he has an incredible story. He goes into some of that on here. He's like an actor and stuff too. Yeah, he's an actor. I've seen him in several things. He's always playing like a side role. He's played, he's played in the movie, or he's played in that TV show Arrow a few times. Mm -hmm. Man, that was a pretty good show when it first got started, I thought. Yeah, they just now ended. It's eight seasons long. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell out about season three or four, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was done with it about season four. But yeah, that was, that's good stuff, man. And then, well, you know. Yeah. Kurt Ossiander is the other episode. Yeah. Kurt, right? Kurt Ossiander, that's a life changer right there. How's that guy doing? I haven't heard much of him. Dude, um, I haven't reached out to him, but there is a slight chance I may, um, I'm going to try and work to start getting him on the podcast. No guarantees, but like a few of our people have trained at his school, old school or new school. And um, it's, it's not that hard to get in contact with him. Right. So I have talked to him online a couple of times before. So uh, not about coming on my podcast, but. Right. Okay. So last, uh, dude, this is just something like, for whatever reason, sticks uh -oh. out in my mind, right? Yeah. Dude, I don't know why, but like, man, th well, this was the kind of stuff that used to happen, right? Like Anderson Silva used to just come up and whip the shit out of people at 205. Oh, yeah. And I, man, I was just always so impressed by Anderson back in this time. Oh, for sure, dude. Forrest. Like, you know, too, I will say that the uh, the way Anderson finishes him 
is a concept. I step back and throw a southpaw jab as I swing back into southpaw all the time. And that's really like Joe. I remember Joe Rogan describing it as like, it's like he caught him with a jab going, a stepping backward jab. This, was, this fight right here changed Forrest Griffin's career. Oh, it not, did. Not for the better. Man, I'll tell you some sad ones uh, were Forrest versus Keith Jardine. You remember Keith Jardine, TKO and him? Yeah. Then Rashad. I remember that whole fight card was huge. I think Chuck fought Vanderlei on that fight card, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. <clears throat> Back when fight cards were unreal and you couldn't wait to see them. That, yeah. That's one of the – I think that was UFC 200. And there's also – go yeah, ahead. Go ahead now. There's also – I think that was a fight card where uh, Frank Mir may have fought Brock Lesnar or something like that. Or, yeah. or Nog. Or there was some – there's some big heavyweight fight on there too. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was great, man. You remember, I mean, uh, we used to put on, you know, we used to put on the fights at Inferno in Clarksville. We'd put the bed sheet, you know, we'd put the Caleb's projector screen and my cable box and good times have 25 people in the room. And uh, remember that one time we grilled out outside. I mean, it was a big deal. It was good. I, my, the one I remember the most for some reason was Chuck versus Rampage. I think that was probably the first one I went yeah. to, or maybe it was the last one we had. I can't, I'm not really sure, but I definitely remember because it came a certain point we couldn't get it at the gym anymore, right? No, because uh, how UFC they like with me, they're like, if I try and if I, I hadn't tried to do this, but like in a long time, but it's like. Oh, you want to order the pay-per-view through your business internet? What's, yeah, your, what's your square footage again? Go ahead, do that, buddy. Go ahead and do that. We're going to charge you out the nose. Yeah, that's when it all changed when they started doing that, sadly. But it was, I mean, it was good times. Um, the, uh, oh, just, you know, another, another sad one for me was watching, you know, Chuck KO Randy. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that was towards the end of Randy's career, and dude, I I probably saw in this era the vast majority of Anderson's fights with you. Oh yeah, like there was a time period where I feel like I watched every MMA fight that was going to happen. Oh, oh, that was it, dude. That was it, the life changer. Or does he let does he let him back up? He does. Yeah, but then he, he does. That was the initial drop. Yeah. That's when Forrest, you know, his chin was so susceptible, starting to get really susceptible. Man, he was such a grinder. Would just yeah. really put it all out there. And that's part of, that's part of, I mean, you did, you just can't operate with your foot on the gas for that long and just have durability. Oh. There it is. That's a thing of beauty, man. Yeah, just (laughs) dude. I say that when something happens because you used to say that. (laughs) Dude's about to pop him. Bink. (laughs) Over. That's it. (laughs) Waving it off. Yeah, he's just like I'm not having no more of that. Dude, I was telling somebody this. Yeah, you remember when Anderson used to play the guitar when he would win? Like, oh, yeah. play the air guitar I don't know if he, he I haven't seen him do that in a long time but 
he used to do it like every uh, every time he'd win, he had play, had this little air guitar sequence he would do. Did you ever meet Anderson? Have, have you ever met Anderson? No, I have not. Have you? Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's not as big as you would think he would be. How is uh, how's his English? Uh, I didn't try to test it out. It's just like, oh, you know, it was at Worlds when I saw him. I'd be JJF Worlds. Cool. Yeah. What he has a school in Southern California now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I saw him. I saw him and um, um, Benson Henderson both. That's when Benson was big. You know, yeah. I saw them both, both there in Worlds. Man, that was a guy that at one point, during the during these kind of years we're talking about on the tail end of the years we've been talking about actually that i mean i like when wc folded into the ufc mm-hmm. those were some exciting times oh yeah and right before that remember when we had like if you wanted to see the lighter weights you had to watch this other promotion wasn't that weird that was weird like what is that all like? And it was like, well, people don't want to see these one, these Joseph Benavides is in Miguel Torres. People don't want to see that. Uh, and who was, uh, you know, the California kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's his Man, name? Mike Brown, Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wanted to see Uriah Faber at that time. You know, he was he was the end all, beat all. I remember being yeah okay. So at that time, I remember being in the back of the Dardanelle Tire Shop. And he got knocked out by Mike Brown, right? Yeah. And we were just like, no. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my gosh. Like just, But, yeah, the WEC, dude. Yeah. How, ma- how many promotions like that have we seen come and go? IFL, WEC, uh, Pride. Those are the biggest Strike ones. Strike Force. What was uh, that one on CBS? Uh, EX, uh, no. Nate Diaz fought on it. Kimbo fought on it. I don't remember. XFC? Uh, may have been. May have been. Extreme um, fight. XFL, Extreme Fight League? Yeah. Something. Uh, yeah, something like that. I can't really remember. I just remember they put on. I think they put on. I think that might have been. Uh, they even had Fedor fight on there at one point. Affliction. You remember Affliction? That lasted for five seconds. Put on some good fights. Yeah. They've come and gone, though, big time. They really have, but UFC has stuck around. And all that – I attribute a, a lot of that to Dana. You know, that I attribute a lot of UFC sticking around as long as they have because of how Dana is passionate about it still. I mean, you got to think, dude's a millionaire. Or he didn't I did. have to do this. Yeah, he didn't have to. He didn't have to do none of this crap. But he does it. Yeah. Man, um, yeah, the the UFC has really changed. I'm so glad that they have bought all of that stuff we're talking about, though. Yes. Like on Fight Pass, you can watch all that. The EBI. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. So, but love me some EBI, dude. What? Um, I'm trying to think. There's like another couple of promotions that. What? Oh, what was that one? It got kind of big for a minute, and then like John Fitch went over to fight for him when he first left the UFC. I'm not talking about Bellator. Right? No, it became like the. I think it, now it's the PFL. Oh yes, uh, I can't remember. 
I can't remember the name of that promotion. Like, bro, I want to say Bryce even fought on them, but it was uh, other promotion, but it was kind of when they were. Yeah. Except, no, not XFC. Um, they became. Um, well, I'll just look up Bryce's MMA record, honestly. They'll tell me. They became like a union. Mm-hmm. I want to say Rich Franklin and some people are like bought into it. I don't Rich know. Rich Franklin's the exec, one of the executives over it, or he's a he's like the he's like the he's in a high position over it. It's it's not that I can't remember the name of that. Dude, it's because it's because we've already said ten, bro. Like yeah. you know, we're like, oh, well, what's Brian the name? Foster, Brian Foster has fought for him a few times, I think. Yes. Is it Elite X? No. Did we keep saying that? We keep saying Elite XC. Yeah, I can't remember. There's so many now. Oh, I'm trying to get a uh, breakdown of Bryce's record. On Oh, he's got a Wikipedia page. Good for him. There you go. That's where it's at. Uh, let's see. B3. Uh, Access TV. B3. World Series of Fighting. World Series of Fighting. That was it. They put on some good fights. They were around for a while, and now I think that they merged into, like, the, the PFL or something like that. Something. I don't know. I don't keep up with it anymore. I, I couldn't tell you – I mean, as sad as this sounds, I couldn't tell you the last time I've sat down and watched an entire UFC card. We, I can't, I we've can't seen a few good ones recently. Like, that, we've been fortunate, like, we decided to buy pay-per-view. I'll tell you one. I watched that Joanna fight. I still hadn't seen that. Yeah, I want to see it, too. Ali's a big Joanna fan and we usually try to catch all of her fights you know that uh that one girl that uh it's she that tatiana suarez she's uh you know she's still killing it still fighting it that's the girl that um that was in alexis's bracket at blue belt worlds when alexis went pretty deep in the bracket that that first year and then tatiana won worlds at blue belt Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next year, Alexis came and won worlds at Blue Belt. You know, but that, um, but yeah, I, I'd never seen that Tatiana girl. I'm like, who is this girl? And she's just double legging everybody and pinning them to the mat. And I was like, oh my lord. But yeah, she, uh, you know, she, she, I think she's still undefeated UFC. Yeah. You know, she's got a she's got a crazy story. She's came back from cancer once or once or twice. Yeah, she's got a crazy story behind wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Allie really likes uh, Ioana. So, will you try to catch all the Ioana's fights? And from what I understand, that last one was just a barn burner. It was. And I, I was watching today, like, what got me thinking about it. And then, too, it was just on my YouTube when I was surfing around. Was, you know, Ioana's doing her – her thing that she does like they're squared off at the weigh-ins and she's like i'm, I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. i'm gonna do this and that and kill yeah. your family eat your children you know and uh she just let her and she was just like not like not like goading her on or anything just like just kind of like yeah whatever and she just kept on kept on she goes shut up like <laughs> just just like that she's like shut up like you're an idiot yeah. And then, I mean, she beat the – oh, man. I just watched the whole highlights, like the, all yeah. five rounds. But, I mean, I'd seen it when it happened, but her her forehead, dude. And and then it showed, like, two months after, her face was still effed up. Yeah. 
time to start looking at a changing or coming to the end of a career. Yeah, for real. You know, um, when Evelyn had that fight in Northwest Arkansas, I don't know if you went to that. Like Brandon fought on the car. Oh, no, I didn't. Evelyn's face got pulverized, dude. It was bruised for probably six weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was five rounds. So, well, it's no. that Tony Tallman girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bro. Yeah, well, man. Well, jumped on with us. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to do this again soon. It was fun, dude. I know. Like, uh, it's been great. Like, I've always wanted to podcast with you, uh, and now um, Andy Threlkeld like was saying earlier. He's like, I'm investing in Zoom stock, and he really has. He really did invest in Zoom <laughs> stock. It's like, but man, it is like I've been connecting with people that like it's awesome getting to see people right now. Oh yeah, and um, I'm gonna. Like that, this is a part of in the new studio. What I'm going to be focused on is like a better, like how I have a good, uh, you know, I'm getting better and I'm going to better my recording delivery on the camera and uploading stuff. I'm going to better this too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Getting moved in the new studio. Can't wait to show it to you. All right, brother. Well, we'll be all down right. soon as soon as all this craziness ends. We need a, uh, yeah. Yeah. We need to do that. We can do that. However you think about it. All right, bro. All right, brother. We'll see you. Love you, man. Love you, dude. See you.